Hey folks, Russ Bailey here. Welcome back to another Brush Pile Fishing Podcast right here on iHeartRadio. As always, we have another great guest in store. We're going to the state of Mississippi with tournament angler and guide Warren Cotton. So you stay tuned. We'll be right back with Brush Pile Fishing. folks welcome back to our weekly podcast right here in brush pile fishing i'm your host russ bailey and this first section will be brought to you by b&m poles bonehead tackle crappie magnet slime line and drift master and with us on the line right now is my good friend warren cotton warren how's it going it's going great, Russ. How about yourself? I'll tell you what, buddy. It's good. Uh, I think I'd be a little bit better if I was down south fishing in some warm weather right now. But, uh, you know, we make do with what we have. That's right. That's right. We're slowly getting there. Uh, I think I start up next week. So uh, we're slowly getting there. High waters again, second year in a row. But um, we're, we've slowly learned to adapt to that high water situation. So, you now- know. Now, with, with you saying high water, just how high has it been so far? Uh, we're already at summer pool and above on most of our four core engineer lakes that I guide on, which is Arcabella, Sardis, Inn, and Grenada. Okay. So, you know, all those lakes are way above the normal stage right now. Gotcha. And, you know, like you, you mentioned, this is actually two years in a row uh, that the south has been hammered with floods in the early spring. We even got it up here. We had two floods um, within a three-week period. But, man, you guys, especially with the flood control lakes, it's nothing to see parking lots and everything else underwater. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We, I mean, we just gotten hammered last couple of years, man, and um, with fishing – you just have to learn to adjust to the situation, you know. So, you know, the fish have a tendency to scatter into places that are very, very hard to get to in, you know, a normal boat. Right, right. You know, that we fish out of. So, you know, that's just part of it. You know, you have to adjust and adapt. Gotcha. Now, Warren, um, you just mentioned you guide on four different lakes down there, the big four, I call them, right down I-55. Um, and we t- we talk so much about Grenada and even Arcabella. Let's talk about one of the other two. You pick and tell me if, if, if the folks are, are wanting to come down there this time of year. We're in early March, mid-March. Um, you pick a lake. Tell me what techniques and what what we need to do to catch crappie. Um, one of my preference, probably I would lean more towards Sardis is, um, most of the posters that you see from me is probably, I would say 70% is probably Sardis. Okay. Um, I do, I do guide on the rest of the, the big four, um, Grenada. I love Grenada. I have some great tournaments on Grenada. Um, but Sardis is, um, one of the lakes that I think that, uh, really give you um, a, a variety of options. Uh, if you want a single pole, you can do that. If you want a troll, you can do that. Um, so um, Sardis is probably one of the lakes that I really, you know, really like. Okay, and if someone uh, has you as a guide, can you know, and the single pole bites on or whatever, you do that all on the guide service then? Yes, yes. I, I'm, I mainly troll, but I, I do single pole, but... Um, 
you know, most of my customers, they like the trolling technique. It's, uh, it's effective. Um, you get a chance to cover a lot of ground, a lot of water. And um, it's just, it gets um, the numbers in the boat. Because most of the customers, you know, they're looking for the big fish and, and a lot of numbers. So I think Sardis gives you that. It gives you both your bang for your buck. It gives you, you know, the numbers. And it also gives you those big two and a half and sometimes even three-pound crappie that you're looking for. Yes, sir. And I'll tell you, I'll be honest with you, you know, I fished all of them down there, and I fished Sardis a couple times, and what I remember about Sardis is we actually caught more fish both times I fished that than the air lake. The bite was was more steady. I'm not sure if there's anything to that, or I just hit it on two super, super days, but I do remember the numbers were incredible. Yes, absolutely. The numbers... Uh, phenomenal uh, when it comes to comparing it to the other four other three lakes that we have um and then also you know we have that um the, that major tournament that's coming there so i think it's going to be awesome um with um, act coming here i think this spring so um it's just going to be an awesome fishery for years to come now one thing about the high water year i will touch on russ okay is that although it's kind of it kind of makes it a little difficult for anglers to to locate those fish at times. It's good for the fishery as a whole. It actually gives the fish a chance to get in there and spawn and do their thing, and it helps the fishing population. So I think you know nature has a tendency of taking care of itself. Absolutely. Uh, when you have the have that high water year, so I think it protects the species of crappie, uh, and it, it's going to have uh, good fishing for years to come. Absolutely. I agree with you there. Folks, if you just joined us, uh, we're talking the state of Mississippi, uh, more specific, a little bit about Sardis Lake uh, with Warren Cotton, uh, tournament pro and guide down that way. And our next segment with Warren is going to be brought to you by Cornfield Crappie, Mid-South Tackle, War Eagle, Rockport Rattler, and Daiwa Reels. Warren, so let's get specific. You say that most of the time you're trolling. Give me the setup that people can expect to use with you. I use the BGJP 163. That's my preference of trolling pole um, when I when I'm out trolling. Um, sometimes I, I would use um, the I say the double metal rig with a half ounce weight in the middle. Okay. Um, and then in the in the springtime, sometimes I will go with a a double or single jig with no weight at all. Okay. Um, and occasionally I may tip it with a minnow, but you know, I can run that. I can run that jig close to a lot of cover on the edge of those brushes, and um, you know, it's pretty effective. Um, versus that double metal rig, which sometimes um, it it will get hung up, you know, quite a bit, especially when you got high water years and you high water years when you need to be inside and close in those creeks and close to that brush. So, you know, you want to, you know, have a single. Um, jig rig if you if you can do that gotcha and folks you just heard him 16 foot rods um and let me tell you if you've never fished 16 foot rods spider rigging before the first time is a treat but it's a blast you got those long rods and when those fish down there hit man it's something and they fight um and then you got that 16 <laughs> foot rod that you've never used before i'm just being honest man it's it's something to but it's a it's a blast it really is yeah, I missed the opportunity. Uh, I think I had some boat trouble, and Russ and I tried to um, get a show together on Sardis, I believe. Yes, sir. Um, several several years back, and I had boat trouble, 
And, uh, man, I, I really missed an opportunity to, to put you on some really good fish. Well, and I'll tell you what, uh, if you start getting on those again, let me know because I, I still I would love to get a show with you down there. Um, you know, because, like I say, we have not, as far as on brush pile fishing, too, we had a show, a couple shows on uh, Midwest Crappie, my old show, but brush pile has not yet done a show on Sardis that I know of, so would love to have you as a guest down there for sure. Oh, absolutely. If um, you guys happen to put um, Sardis on your list, um, by all means, Warren Cotton Outdoors, WCO is what they call me in. You know, look me up, Russ, and we'll we'll get together and put something in our actually while you're down, get you um get you on some good barbecue um in Memphis. So you know. What are you saying? I look like I like to eat all the time? Is that what you're saying, Warren? <laughs> <laughs> you're not missing any meals, buddy. <laughs> well, you know my motto, brother. On the lookout for a cookout. Uh, that's, that's good living, though. I, I like that. That's good living. Uh, at least, at least you said it politely. You know, actually, Warren, uh, about a month or so, Grizzly Tackle had their show, and I saw. I was only there uh, Thursday and Friday. I had to leave, and I saw you got there on the weekend. Or I would have loved to yeah. to spend some time with you down there. Oh yeah, I did that podcast with the Crappie Connection, and uh, it was it was great. So, and I got a chance to shake a lot of hands and. Uh, promote all our sponsors and talk to a lot of guys. I saw Brad Whitehead and we we had a chance to talk and a lot of, a lot of guys out there, man, great anglers out there, man, that I had a chance to shake hands with that I hadn't seen. Just friends. I mean, the crappie industry, it bonds so many people together. Yes, You sir. know, and so I, I, I think um, a lot of people, we, we overlook that, you know, the, the bond and the, the friendship that we form as crappie fishermen and fishermen of whatever species that you may, you know, be after. So, you know, fishing brings a lot of people together, and I, I really love that. I agree with you, and I think crappie fishing in general is the best by far. Absolutely. Um, and that's that's been my goal since I started in 2004, um, is to promote the sport of crappie fishing. And, uh, and just taking that guy that, you know, may not have all the tools and techniques that we have and giving him, you know, some tips to, you know, increase his catch. And so that's been my goal. You know, I'll see a guy that's struggling and give him a few tips and help him put more crappie in the boat. And I, I just love to see that. See, and that's the thing. That's why I appreciate your guide service and wanted to have you on. I like guides that when they take an angler out, they just don't put them on fish and then hurry up and get them off the boat. You're, you're explaining what you're doing. So if that guy eventually gets a boat or he has a boat, maybe he can go out and learn some of those techniques and do them himself and catch more fish in the future. And I think that's what separates the good guides from the just regular old guides. Absolutely. Absolutely, Russ. That's hands down, man, um, that I've had so many guys come to me and things that you and I may take for granted that they don't know. Yeah. You know, it could be something simple as weights or a drift sock or whatever it is um, that they add to their arsenal. And it, and it makes the difference in them catching one or two fish and catching 10 or 15. So, you know, that just makes me feel good inside to not only be able to take somebody on the trip, but to show them, you know, techniques and, and little tips to help them put more fish in the boat. That's just that's just me, man. That's me as a person. So let me ask you this. If we can set this show up, is this a guarantee from you that when I get down there, it's going to be 75 degrees, very light winds, <laughs> uh, just maybe two or three, you know, two-pounders. That's all we need for a good show. <laughs> 
Oh, man. I, you know, I, I wish I could guarantee all that, but uh, <laughs> I'll give it my best shot. How about that? You mean you ain't got no good connections with weathermen down there? Come on now, Warren. <laughs> oh, man. That Mother Nature, sometimes she cooperates with me. <laughs> now, she can be a beast on her, you know, at, at times. So, oh. You know. You know what? At, at these boat shows and seminars in the winter, I get asked almost at each one, you know, well, how long does it take you to do a show? And, and I'll be honest with people. You know, we fish um, with some of the best anglers in the country, and they've been on fish for days. The weather stays the same, and, and I'll tell you what, sometimes the fish win. You know, we've we've got shows in two hours. We've been there where we thought we would get them quick and, and didn't get them. I mean, like you say, Mother Nature, she can be testy sometimes. She, she can be testy. And I fish, I fish crappie across the country uh, from east, north. I fish, and I'll I tell you something. These Mississippi lakes, and, and, and I'm, I'm being serious, these Mississippi Fort Corps Engineer lakes, are some of the best crappie fishing lakes in the country consistently. Yes. Consistent, I would say consistent, big fish. You know, when in fishermen said the arc of slabs and we're located on that, that is a fact, yep. you know, that we're located on some of the best crappie fishing lakes in the country. Hands down. Well, and you know, we get a tape everywhere, and uh, buddy, I can attest to that because there are a lot of fine, fine fishing lakes in this country, but those four there, it's just like you say, year after year, the consistency of good numbers and good fish, it's its definitely, it speaks for itself. Uh, and it's a blessing to be, you know, a part of this and, and, and just those lakes to be in my back door, it's just a blessing, man. I, you know. I, I just can't ask for any, any, any more than that. So, Speak, know, uh, Speaking with Warren Cotton, folks, here on the Brush Pile Podcast, and uh, this next section brought to you by Ego Nets, Erupt Fishing, Gill Clothing, Offshore Tackle, Planer Boards, and Kicker Speakers. So, Warren, if someone says, look, man, it's freezing to death up here in these northern states. I need to get south. I don't have a boat. At Warren Cotton, I need to fish with him. How can they get in touch with you, buddy? www.warrencottonoutdoors.com or you can give me a call at 901-550-6264. Okay. And I'll get you, I'll put you on some big Mississippi slabs. And let me ask you this, if they want to try to, and I know they're getting late doing this, but if they want to try to still to book a, a spring trip, can you get some openings in there? I sure can. Uh, matter of fact, you know, I have a team of guys now. We've grown so much, uh, Russ, since I've started. You know, that's why I don't I don't have a chance to fish as many tournaments as I used to because my fishing guy schedule conflicts so much. And um, I have a team of guys with me now. And so, sure, we can, we'll fit them in. No problem, Russ. There you go. Warren Cotton, folks, uh, like I say, super, super person, great guide. Uh, check out his Facebook page. Uh, you'll see the results from his trips. Um, been waiting to get you on this show, and like I say, now we need to get you on the television show. We tried once, had some boat issues, but we will get that taken care of. Uh, Warren, I sure appreciate you joining us today, buddy. Yes, absolutely, and it was an honor and a pleasure to, uh, to be on the show with you guys. And um, Hey, see you on the water. All right. Thank you, my friend. I wish you the best this spring fishing season. 
Same to you. All and right. Brush pile fishing. Thank you, sir. Warren Cotton, folks, from the state of Mississippi. Uh, it's a pleasure having him on the show. At the, that was his first time on our podcast. And right now we are going to switch gears, as we always do, before we take off. We're going to go over a little tournament action. Uh, but before I do, let me remind you, folks, that the new Brush Pile Fishing Store carries all the gear that I use in a Brush Pile Fishing Show. Just go to brushpilefishing.com and check out the crappie shop and find jigs, apparel, line, nets, B&M poles, those 16-footers that Warren talked about. We got them, folks. Uh, and in the sale clearance section, you'll find deep discounts on the gear that will help you put more fish into your boat. That's brushpilefishing.com. So before we wrap things up, let's go over a little bit of tournament action. Uh, one of the lakes that uh, Warren was speaking about, the ACT will return to Grenada April 18th and 19th. And make sure you check out the Pro-Am division in the ACT tournaments. Crop USA, March 28th, they'll return to Old Hickory down in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, East Tennessee Crappie Club, March 21st on Watts Bar. Uh, the Kentucky Crappie Trail will break this down in their divisions uh, on March 21st. Uh, both Cave Run and the Cumberland Division will have tournaments. The Rough River Nolan Division will be let's see, April 18th on Rough River. And Taylorsville will be March 28th. Crappie Masters. April 10th and 11th, they will be on Dardanelle, Arkansas. The Magnolia Crappie Club, their next one will be April 4th. The Okeechobee Crappie Series, April 4th. Uh, the Northeast Ohio Crappie Club, we're going to wait a little bit. That one will be May 3rd on Mosquito Lake, which is a super, super crappie lake. The Central Arkansas Crappie Association, May 9th on Dardanelle. The Grand Lake St. Mary's Crappie Series. Make sure you check out the information on Facebook. They are getting their schedule put together right now. And last but not least, the Indiana Slab Masters, March 21st on Schaefer and Freeman, folks. So, folks, that's uh, the gist of our show today. I hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, we continue to uh, love your support that you've given us for our podcast. So make sure you join us next week right here on iHeartRadio and Brush Pile Fishing. For more Brush Pile fishing excitement, find us on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram.